1: Welcome to the market report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing 13th September 2021. It's another one of those weeks where we have a chat in the office about what's going on with the marketplace because harvest is still happening with us. Combines are getting to the end of their time and they to be parked in the shed again but we've got an awfully large amount of wet and distressed grain to still move so we're doing our best but therefore it gave us the opportunity after work on Thursday to have a bit of a chat about where things were. So I'm going to be very brief about prices. We're going to start with oilseed rape and I'm going to say this week it's a secret. I'm going to be completely secret about what we're paying because no one's going to sell anything anyway. You've spent harvest Putting it away in your barn, and you don't really feel like selling it. You've got too many other things to do. So, if you really, really feel like knowing what that secret is, because you want to sell some oilseed rape, then phone us up. Otherwise, you'll just have to guess. As far as feed barley is concerned, it's coming under pressure. It is relatively firm. There's lots of interest for feed barley at the moment. Although I think the the price for barley against wheat now it's into seven pounds a ton discount. That's not going to get a lot less than that. It is in the ration for the period leading up to Christmas but if the barley price stays at seven pounds or less compared to wheat then obviously it's going to be taken out the ration and it may well lose some of that relationship it all depends on the wheat price as to which direction the barley goes in next i think but at the moment is good demand for feed barley the current value for it is 168 pounds a ton for october at this point so 67 for september if there's any buyers and add a pound a month to that which just leaves us with the feed wheat and the milling wheat prices i would say feed wheat which has had a kicking this week it's dropped dramatically all to do with a lots of dry grain suddenly coming to market and some of the contracts that merchants have been waiting for notification to collect being suddenly ready and everybody wanting to move it very quickly so there's been a big supply of grain come forward prices have dropped markedly so at this point we've seen the best part of a tenner come off in a very short space of time prices are still relatively good so if you took November feed wheat at this moment is worth 175x farm. Sounds a lot less than the prices we were quoting recently, but it is still an exceptionally good price for a known quantity of a product that should make your profit at that level. Short term, i.e. between now and Christmas, I don't think the market's going to recover much. I think there's plenty of wheat to be traded, and the stuff on-farm, in my view, is damp, and lots of farmers are not going to want to keep it after Christmas because of the threat of bugs and what have you with the damp grain. So I see lots and lots of this year's harvest being traded this side of Christmas, which I think will keep pressure on prices. Beyond then, world stocks of feed grains are tight and I would say the sentiment of new crop could impact prices a bit further downwards, but underlyingly there will be opportunities later in the season for the market to be firm again. So I wouldn't sell everything, but I would get rid of the stuff that's in trouble in the corner of your barn with a bit of a moisture on it. So that's feed wheat prices, and if you took a May forward price, I'd probably pay £10 carry at the moment, so there's proof that the spot market is going to be under pressure and the further forward market is now showing a £10 increase, which means people who've invested in storage are going to get a reward for it, which finally leaves milling wheat, which is a little bit like the oilseed rate price. There is big demand for it. There's going to be very firm premiums through the year. There isn't so much available stuff that the millers can go and buy from abroad that easily because there have been problems all over certainly Europe and certainly Canada for milling wheat production. So the price of it will remain firm. And I think premiums in the region of probably £30 a tonne as we speak. So I think getting that way anyway. So if you do have milling wheat that you feel like trading, then I think most merchants will be happy to talk to you doing grain included. So with that, happy thought. You million wheat growers, have a lovely week and I hope you finish harvest or start your drilling or whatever your wishes are. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours.
0: If ever there was a time to own central grain store tonnage, it's now. Yeah Grain at Cantley takes the worries and stresses of grain drying and storage away. Members of the store can harvest without delay and can bring their produce in the day it comes off the combine, all with discounted drying and servicing charges. Call 01493 700 447 or 01263 731 550 for details. Yeah Grain, providing the grain handling you need. If your farm is looking to diversify, the first step is having the right website and logo. We are East Coast Design Studio and we're experts at creating websites that don't just look good but get great results. Don't send your money to London. We're from Norwich, so keep it local. Call 01603 728 978 or visit us online at www.eastcoastdesignstudio.co.uk.
1: Right. This is another one of those harvest is still going on conversations. We were kind of hoping to get all calm and casual and have guests on and be all grown up again. But there's an awfully large response to whenever we have one of our impromptu chats. And so thanks to all of you who responded last week to our three year anniversary thing. And more importantly, we would like to say a special thank you to the number of people who sent beers in. We have a phenomenal response. And there was one barrel which Patrick Allen, one of our favourite farmers, came in with two little kegs of the stuff. And unfortunately, before we got to the podcast, we've already drunk one of them. So we can't actually review that one. But it was lovely encore, wasn't it? it? lovely. And I've got Ben, I've got Josh, and I have got the famous
2: Webby.
3: Hello. Hello. And on the lines of thank yous as well, thank you, Ben, for turning up today as well.
2: (laughs) Middle of harvest. I can't believe it. I, <laughs> I heard I got slated. Well, I listened and yeah. knew I got slated. just—he was not slated. He's just, slate, just yeah, like, you know, being observational. Anyway, point is,
1: where are we going to go to? now? Yeah, well, first thing first, please can you crack open the beer because I need one. Right, this is going to be a conversation where I have two rants up my sleeve. But I'm going to start. I want everyone to know that... Whenever you manage a business and someone walks in and says, uh, can I have a quick word? There's always little heart drops and thinks, oh, please don't do this, not right now, I've got too much going on. So Monday morning, I sit at my desk and this guy comes in and he goes, ah, oh, can I just have a word? And um, Rob, who manages, who's was on the podcast a few weeks ago, who manages the store here at Aylesham, did the proverbial, you know, I'm afraid I've decided to leave job. And while I'm at it, so is my colleague. So it was not a great start to Monday morning. Actually, can I have a quick word, and <laughs> I went straight round everyone and said, you know, you're not allowed to leave. That'd be welcome, Ben.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You beat me to it, Josh. Uh. I think that's enough for Ben for one day.
1: I'm sure he'll be back in a minute. Anyway, point is that obviously with our blessing, we've had fabulous fun working with the guys that are out there and it has been very much a team. But the point that I want to make is this industry has got to realise that there's a number of people working who are not being paid as much money as people who do lesser jobs in other industries. There are people being poached left, right and centre. You know, whether you're a Ramona like me or you're a keen Brexiteer, there's a direct influence of Brexit within this, I think. And And maybe a positive upside for the UK is there is going to be an increase in wages for the lesser paid people.
2: Yeah, which, you know, I mean, that adds to the inflation thing, but it's probably long overdue.
1: Food prices are going up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they are. And today I went
3: out and got a sample of a seed crop that we've got. And this farm also does haulage. And they had three lorries sitting there doing nothing because they can't get it. People to drive. There's more than enough work at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's more than that. That's just so annoying. Yeah, to watch it, to see it. Right, so what are we drinking? I'll let Webby read because he's very good at reading. Oh yeah, here we go. Put your tongue out, Ian, <laughs> and concentrate. <laughs> it's very sarky. So this is the call for beers, wasn't it? And we've been very kindly sent... Well, it's from the Calver's Brewery, and it is from Alec Williamson. I looked him up did a bit of research. I think he started his brewery in 2008, and he's got... I think he's picked up quite a few uh, good awards. Seba Gold Award twice, so... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, here. this is
2: the Dry Hopped, yeah. and... It's really good. And I
3: think, so from the website, one of three lager brews in the UK, which I was a bit surprised by. I like this.
1: Just for the record, was it him who sent us the beer? Because that's the mystery, isn't it? It must be.
3: Yeah.
1: If it was, then thank, thank you very you, much. Yeah. I've just had a quick squig. And it's lovely, especially on a hot afternoon like this. Mm. But if it wasn't you, then please you know, let us know who the mystery
3: beer giver was. But I think he's farmed back. I think it started primarily as a farming business and a diversification kind of model. So fair play and really good beer. Enjoy done well,
1: yeah. should have spent more time brewing. It's good stuff. Right, so rant number one is about staff and about, you know, it's going to become tougher to find people to do skilled jobs. And we've really, Mm. you know, it's certainly made me travel around every single member of staff and the guys over at our year grain site and say, right, I cannot afford to lose you. This is important. We need to sort this out. And you like to think you're on the ball with that, but I let that one slip. Monday didn't go the way I planned, let's put it that way. However, what's happening in the grain market? Because I've been distracted. What has been going on?
2: Well, it has been a tale of the bears this week, definitely. London futures have, have, you know, they've been just coming down almost £2 a day and it's been relentless.
1: Is that down to, I mean, to me, it's become dry and there's suddenly a liquidity in the market. So there's lots of stuff being able for people to sell and, you know, meet their contracts.
2: Yeah, and I think on the global scale, you know, Canada are seeing a bigger carryover. I think America are going to see a bigger carryover. Chinese consumption is down not sure where that's going and the Australians have announced another five six million tons could be a record crop there's a smaller Russian one
3: yes there is there was also something about a leaked bit of news from the USDA wasn't there Ian I gonna admit I don't really regularly follow this one but is it the FSA which is a body of the USDA and they were going to produce an acreage number and the cock up is supposed to be posted post the WASDA but yeah it came out yesterday did you get that off your Twitter friends
2: Mm, yeah. It was a massive bump in the corn area. Yeah. And the other thing is, let's not forget, there is a USDA out on Friday at yeah. five o'clock, which we at recording haven't seen yet.
3: But I also think the thing to add into there, that, Ben, that, and I've been sort of like harping on a little bit, but some of the technicals of the market, the head and shoulders on the deck Chicago wheat is kind of. Very true. yeah It's getting close, really. Another 20, 30 cents and it would complete the pattern almost. On the wheat, is that? Yeah, deck yeah, wheat, yeah. Yeah. Just to explain to those who haven't
1: listened, you're talking about your head and shoulders pattern you were discussing a few weeks ago, yeah? So very pleased for yourself. You're looking very pleased with yourself there, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. Head and shoulder predictor, Ian Webster. I have a theory about Old Wheat, especially on the North Futures, and this is it. Following the miseries of last year's tenders and the troubles happened up north with the <laughs> store not providing all the wheat and all of the stuff that comes out of that, I think that November Futures are going to be struggling to find people to be long I don't think really it's going to be a very good thing to own wheat in a Norfolk or Kent or Southern England futures store at 183 pounds a tonne. I think export values are somewhere around there. We are competitive, but that's not allowing for the haulage aspect of it. I can't see anyone with the stomach unless the usual big boys are buying it, but I'm not totally convinced they're going to be because, you know, there was some troubles last year and they might be a little anti the idea of some oily little storekeeper doing them over again, which is perfectly sound. And I think that that reticence and the fact that we're only in September now, but it's just becoming clear that the Nov to May spread is creeping out. It was 5.50 or 5 quid for ages and it's gone out to 7 and I reckon that... That's going to get wider. So, spread traders, there's an opportunity. I think it's going to go to at least a tenner. What do you reckon to that? Yeah, no, I can't disagree. It's looking like it will do that. And it's pressure on the knob. Yeah, that's going to force it. Because yeah. physically, the consumers stuck in and bought a bit today in, in East Anglia for the first time, and they're buying it at £10 or £11 cheaper than they were about five days ago. It's so mm. a massive drop. And I think that, you know, if they stick their hand up, they're going to get they're covered in people trying to sell them physical grain because not everybody's got futures stores. And, you know, we've got a reasonable crop out there, not a barn buster. Yields are down. The yield is not there, is it? I mean, I think Josh pointed this out a few weeks ago, but I had a farmer in sort of the heart stroke West Norfolk who's telling me that his wheat yield is 10 to 12% down. Now, that's big, Mm. and that's predominantly kilo weight. The average kilo weight so far into our store is just under 74. But there's some pretty manky, ugly ones amongst that. Yeah. And through the dryer and getting the chaff out and dolling up a bit, we're good. I'm delighted it's held. The good thing is it hasn't sprouted like crazy because the futures is always a concern if it doesn't have the right kilo weight. So stuff from our stores is going to be good. And because of the rotation in this part of the world, we aren't going to have the ergot problems, but certain parts of the country also have got pretty significant ergot issues.
2: Definitely. And I just
1: wonder, you know, within future stores, is that something where people are going to lose ergot wheat? Yeah. He's just saying, yeah, because you're thinking, Christ, what did he say (laughs) that for? I went to a farm the other day to get a sample again, and on top of it, I just grabbed a handful and put it in the bag. Didn't spear it properly then? No, I just (laughs) wanted to see, because I could see all this black stuff in there. It had four bits of ergot. Monsanto. Yeah. I mean, it's great for a colour sorter, great for a gravity separator, maybe, if it can come out with that. But what's the area that's had the biggest problems? What's South Suffolk, Cambridgeshire? Yeah, actually, weirdly, north of Ayrshire is quite bad. I know that's really odd, but there's a little patch that seems to be really bad for it. Really? Oddly? Yeah. yeah. we well, banished them, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, right. I said their names. I think that my view on the futures is obviously my own and I'm sure that there's other theories out there and someone may well be scooping up every ton they can possibly get their hands on because sort of fundamentally feed grains in the world are incredibly tight. Despite the USDA on Friday they are in the end going to be lower stocks than we started the year with even with a bigger Aussie crop. How small is the Russian crop and you know how many trades are the Chinese going to do?
2: Yeah that's true but also the Ukraine have had a bigger crop
3: yeah, there are some bigger crotter, I agree, around the world in
2: places. Yeah. And certainly but, we know in Europe. But I
3: agree with Andrew. I don't think it's going to be one way traffic down to the bottom from here. No. I think it's going There'll to be, be support through the year. The next question we're all going to be asking ourselves is where's the bottom picking moment of the market? It, that's the one. Is that a five or a tenner away? Yeah. You any good at picking bottoms, in? <laughs> <laughs>
1: With that in mind, if I took a much longer-term view and the tightness of wheat, I think an awfully large number of farmers will sell this side of Christmas. They're sitting with damp wheat in their sheds and yeah. not the greatest of facilities because, bluntly, upset every farmer, Andrew, there are so many farmers without the right facilities. They've not invested. They sit back. They moan like hell about the drying charges off poor little merchants like us. But the reality is there is not enough capacity out there to actually put crop into condition and, consequently if you keep that stuff through till next May wet on your farm, you're well, going to end up with bugs and all sorts of well, misery. Well, mycotoxin issues and... Yeah. So uh, with that in mind, I think there's going to be a pressure on selling leading up to null stroke deck. And then I think... Everyone will realise they had less wheat than they think they've got. Their shed's full, but in fact there's 10 to 12% less in there because of the kilo weight. And they're going to realise the May contract they've got is possibly short or very tight at best. I think there's going to be a big starvation period, depending on the sentiment of new crop planting and so on this autumn. If it's fabulous and dry and everyone's planted everything, great. But bearing in mind we've had the wettest drought forever you know this last month has been wet continuously Mm. but we're actually in a drought and if we go into the end of september and it doesn't rain and it stays as dry as this the stuff isn't going to germinate either this is going to be one of those they'll plant millions of acres of grain and there won't be any rain till december but depending on the sentiment of that will directly affect how people feel about the tail end of the season's trading if they're tight for new crop because there's a small crop planted we'll go to the same place we did last year because stocks are tighter
2: yeah and i think yeah the rally could come thick and fast then
1: yeah so short term i'm bearish longer term
3: i am quite prepared to jump in and buy it again at some point Mm. yeah i think you've got a really good point as a person i planted some grass seed 10 days ago and it hasn't had a single rain on it since and i think christ you know that is going to be the next thing conditions going forward but you'd naturally assume that the British farmer is going to plant a lot of wheat. And I think they'll steam into it. Not necessarily yet, because you'd assume that it's going to be a different autumn to what we've had. But the wheat acreage must be large. Is there any rain forecast? Well, it's supposed to be
1: some Friday, isn't it?
3: Before mm. significant rain, or just... Well,
1: BBC said so. <laughs> They've got a bit of a bad track record. Don't get Joe on that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite weather station is windy, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't used it much recently. What about. is Joe's favourite? Yeah, it's been wrong, it has been wrong. I'll admit it's been wrong. I don't think anything's been right. There was not meant to rain last night. When I got up, there was rain outside. Yeah, not enough to lay the dust, though, was it?
2: I blame the Chinese well, controlling the weather.
1: There is extreme weather where I live. I live on an old glacier in North Reps.
2: You do? Yeah.
1: There okay. was a glacier there, wasn't yeah. there? Ah. Uh, in the Ice Age. Anyway, so... Oh, the phones are just exciting. 7.30 at night and people are still phoning us. Incredible. <laughs> and we're still here trading should, away. I'm still bitter about that farmer's wife who thought we were lazy. You came in at 8 o'clock last week and we weren't here and got all... Oh, there's no yeah, good. We were out sampling. Yeah, maybe so, but it's not the point. We obviously don't work doing we like no. farmers. Bitter and twisted. Anyway, right, so I've got something I want to rant about. which is completely irrelevant about farming. Are you prepared to listen to this for a second? Yeah. Okay. Savage Javid on TV... Being asked about the national insurance U-turn on, you know, we're not going to raise our taxes, and obviously, we, yes, we are. I've changed my mind. We're going to actually do the exact opposite of what we were voted in on, which is fine. We all expected that. However, any minister, any government person on television, and I don't know how anyone else feels about this... They get asked a question by a BBC interviewer or by, you know, whoever it is. They go, right, Mr. yeah. You know, how can you justify the national insurance going up? He starts coming out with statistics about the number of people in the waiting list that have gone up purely because of somebody else's fault. And then they say, well, you know, so is all of the money going to go to the National Health Service? Because bluntly, what you're missing, you can talk about beds and hospitals, but there aren't any staff, are there? And then he starts reeling off. He goes, well, we put 5 billion into NHS toilets and there's twenty-seven billion trillion zillion in and you keep saying billion and trillion and 500,000 and the figures just start going in front of your eyes just everyone gets bored in five minutes no one listens to a word the tactics that the
2: politicians use is just keep ranting figures of what they've done yeah they're trained aren't they because they know the interview's only got so much time so get lots of stats in there talk the clock down and then the interviewer runs out of questions
1: so do you think the interviewers on tv should be allowed to change tactics and start shouting at them (laughs) look if you're going to waste everybody's time i don't want any of your silly figures are you going to recruit more staff well we recruited seven billion trillion
2: i think nick robinson on today did say if you're not going to answer the question i am going to just cut this interview short with another minister Yeah. So I think they are starting to push back a bit. Because you're right, Andrew, it's pointless having them on. It's It's, just boring.
1: Yeah. Utterly boring. Don't have them on at all. Don't even... Just say, you know what, they can do what they like. There's no point reporting
2: on it. But it's, you know, again, that will be media training. Someone will have said, right, you're going to have a difficult interview. Start pumping out numbers.
1: Should we have media training,
3: you know, so we don't say the wrong thing on the podcast? What do you reckon, maybe? It's too late. I think our level of discussion is highly intellectual, generally. Ah, Actually, I'm going to give Ben a compliment here. He probably does bring a degree of intellect. to, the, conversation, it back to the point. No, yeah. I agree. Couldn't agree more. He is actually. I've been yeah. told
1: this. He is the, the intelligent one who actually brings boring it back. politician he who kind actually of says, "All so. oh, right, should we get back
2: to the point?" I agree, but he hasn't got a mic at the moment. So it's he's not so. normally like that. It's just a put on just for <laughs> the. Uh, I'm going to defend Ian because someone compared Ian to an energy rating on the side of a fridge. <laughs> And I thought it was a bit unfair. So, you, you know, you get your appliance and you look at it, you go, oh, yes, that's A plus efficiency. And someone said, oh, Ian Webster, he's an E on the efficiency register. <laughs> and I thought that was really harsh, Ian. Really hard. Really hard. Where would you yeah, drink but yourself? but I look an
3: incredibly good product, though. <laughs> Where are you, Ian? He does look a bit like a fridge, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I was like, yeah,
3: oh, I'm also pretty cool.
2: Uh, <laughs> Here we go
3: oh, on the inside. Anyway, right. you can a- tell
2: we've all spent way too long with each other. <laughs> Should we give him a hug? Oh, <laughs> he
1: doesn't like hugs. So here we see it. We've had a bucket load of beer given to us. Mystery beer. Hopefully, it's the brewer, Mister Alec Williamson. Either way, it's good beer, Mister Williamson. Yes, so thank you very much, you. Patrick Allen. The two kegs you've given us—that is really generous. And I'm sorry we drank one before we got to the podcast, but number two will be on its way.
2: And we've got Patrick Mutimer. Yeah. He's dropped off some phenomenal German lagers. Yes, and now he's bought some German beer, yeah.
1: (laughs) For the Oktoberfest in and September. And then told
2: us that last time we drank them, we couldn't remember what happened.
1: <laughs> well, we can't remember what happens anyway, so it's <laughs> perfectly fine. It'd be like a lunchtime cup of tea for us, but, but yeah, they do look pretty meaningful. So we'll be doing some German Oktoberfest-type beers, and we could do with a few more for some of the other days. So if anyone uh, is a bit long of Oktoberfest beers, you think we ought to drink them and do the podcast after we've drunk them, then we're up for that.
2: We'll put Webby in some Lederhosen. Absolutely. And he can serve it.
3: There's a European boss in, when is it, October, early yeah. October?
2: Are we going to that? I think we're debating that, aren't we?
3: I've got them out. I always enjoy them. It's great to see guys from the trade. There is a part of me that is, I won't use the actual word that I think, but fed up with harvest and you kind of think. You, normally we have a break, don't we? We yeah. kind of like october and then we get four weeks and then we go straight. But this harvest will go on through to the balls, won't it, almost? Not completely, but we got uh, yeah, two, three be weeks overhang. of like right, the overhang. Right. The, the, the overhang will take and us Kind of, I think, yeah, we should probably go...
1: Well, I'm up for it because I've just got my new passport today. Hey. I am now back to James Bond. I have my black British passport. Black? Oh yeah, that's oh. my first passport was black. Oh, well, don't be shocked about black things, Ben. It's no longer a mauve red thing. No, like, but I thought they non- used to be blue. Well, it's kind of dark, navy, dark bluey black. You know, it's hey. like spies get the colour I get, so they people know not to mess with me. Mm. Yeah, it looks better than the red one, it does. Oh, they,
2: oh so Brexit was worth it. Yeah, all <laughs> worth it.
1: The picture inside looks a lot older than the first blue passport I had, I will add. I'm looking forward to using it. I thought it wouldn't be back in time, so I've been sort of thinking, oh, I'm not going to go to the But I'm kind of tempted now. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll probably explore that. Whether we should fly or whether we should drive is another question.
2: Uh, yeah.
3: It's not that bad, is it?
2: No.
3: I've flown, well, I flew to... Ireland. Ireland. It's actually quite a pleasant experience. It's nicer than it is normally. Why? Because there's less people around.
1: Oh. Yeah, but not anymore. Everyone's out there again now, aren't they? Everyone's what? flying again, aren't they? I don't so think they are. I know. No, no. Well, we have to see. We might be able to get a flight. We Should might we go have... on different flights just in case
3: Like the co- Royal Family? Yeah. yeah. Ian can drive. Uh-huh. Well, we could drive, couldn't we? Yeah. We could do a crop tour. Can't we charter the PJ, the during-grain PJ? The private, private jet. jet.
2: No, out out Norwich.
1: Norwich? Yeah, I could do, I suppose, but I'd tend to take my Jamaican holidays with that one. <laughs> 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 anyway, so with that harvest is dragging on we've got yeah the staff so fed up they've resigned (laughs) just for the record there's goodwill and one of the guys is going to be working within the industry and working with us in the future he's just simply going self-employed so it's not as bad as all that but it is quite an interesting focus you know it takes your mind off some of the other miseries that go on you can't use names you can't use too many close examples some of the experiences of the last week of someone turning up with a very obscure 20 tons of this and it's this much moisture you can have it okay what am I going to do with that because I can't dry those sorts of things have happened with alarming regularity haven't they yeah there was one particular guy who will remain nameless who I can remember last time we had a wet harvest which was a long time ago it was in a muddle and he got us to move it and then when he got the drying charges he went absolutely ape at me I remember it this is the first time I've spoken to him since he phoned out and he said I've got six loads of really wet wheat I need to move it and I went okay, assumed his memory's gone, and I went, so here's the price, and he went, okay, and I didn't discuss the try charge, I said, they're going to be try charges. he went, yeah, no, I understand that, I said,
2: okay. <laughs> So okay like, It's not like you, Andrew, normally you remind them of what happened last time
1: Now, what I'm going to do this time is, because I couldn't be done with another rollicking so okay. he would have been embarrassed, because well, he did go over the top last time, anyway this time I'm going to send the bill and take the next couple of days off, so whoever answers the phone, because <laughs> I... <laughs> good plan yeah I'd, brilliant I'd put on the plan. Button, please speak to Ben <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is going to be some giggling about that I think in a minute other than that I think most distressed lots are now sorted aren't they
3: yeah sort of it hasn't been a lot of fun has it dealing with them and I did say this to someone yesterday because of the nature of the business we're not the like the ivory tower kind of like set up it's a lot more personal you got people I think I talked to last week's podcast kind of getting stuff put in your hands and and you're kind of delivering, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and also we see them all face to face when they come to
3: the store, don't we? Yeah. Which is great. It has its ups and downs, doesn't it? Yeah. Some of the best. I mean, like, say, great ones like personally deliver some beer in, which is cool. It's really nice, eh? I saw one of my favourites this morning on farm. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, we get some good ones. The only time he's been out on farm, so you know who you
1: are now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, well, I think with that, are we, are we good? good um, is there yeah, anything yeah. else to say? Hopefully, next week, we will draw a line under harvest. sort of i think physically harvesting and there will be some bits that are not the most distressed because there are some distressed parcels that Mm. are 20 percent and been there sitting there a little bit too long who we've had no obligation to move but we're going to try and help beyond that i think we can say safely that there's going to be a moment where we have a bit of a breather and we go right that's it full stop, no more cutting and we know all what's coming our way. So I think we'll drink to that and we're looking forward to being really cheerful sometime in the future. Agreed? Agreed. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.